0: Section thirty five of Pastiche and Prejudice. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Penn. Pastiche and Prejudice by Arthur Bingham Walkley. Section thirty five The Secret of Greek Art. Mathematics may be great fun. Even simple arithmetic is not without its comic side, as when it enables you to find, with a little management, the number of the beast in the name of any one you dislike. Then there is the low cunning of algebra. It became low cunning indeed when Euler drove, so the anecdotist relates, Diderot out of Russia with a sham algebraic formula. Monsieur," said Euler gravely, "a plus b exposant n divisé par n." x donc dire do existe répondez diderot no algebraist could not answer and left but geometry furnishes the best sport here is a learned american archaeologist mr j Hambage, lecturing to that august body the hellenic society and revealing to them his discovery that the secret of classic greek art of the best period is a matter of two magic rectangles i understand that the learned gentleman himself did not make this extreme claim about the secret of art but it was at any rate so described in the report on which my remarks are based mr hambidge appears to have devoted years of labor and ingenuity to his researches the result is in any case of curious interest but how that result can be said to be the secret of greek art revealed i wholly fail to see let us look first at his rectangles his first is two by the square root of five. It is said that these figures represent the ratio of a man's height to the full span of his outstretched fingers. But what man? Of what race and age? Well, let us say an average Greek of the best period, and pass on. Mr. Hembage has found this rectangle over and over again in the design of the Parthenon. Closely akin to it, says the report, is another fundamental rectangle of which the two dimensions are in the ratio of leonardo's famous golden section that ratio is obtained by dividing a straight line so that its greater is to its lesser part as the whole is to the greater let us give a mathematical meaning to the closely akin calling the lesser part one and the greater x then x divided by one is equal to the sum of x plus one quantity divided by x or x squared minus x minus 1 equals 0, which gives you x equal to the sum of the square root of 5 plus 1 quantity divided by 2. The square roots will not trouble you when you come to constructing your rectangles, for the diagonal of the first is the square root of the sum of 5 plus 4, or 3. If AB is your side 2, draw a perpendicular to it through B, and with A as center, describe the arc of a circle of radius 3. The point of intersection will give C the other end of the diagonal. The second rectangle maintains AB and simply prolongs BC by half of AB, or 1. Just as the dimensions of the first rectangle are related to those of selected man and to the plan of the Parthenon, so those of the second are related, it seems, to the arrangement of seeds in the sunflower and to the plan of some of the pyramids. Sir Theodore Cook writes to the Times, to say that both the sunflower and the pyramid discoveries are by no means new. The fact is, the theory of beautiful rectangles is not new. The classic exponent of it is Fechner, who essayed to base it on an actual experiment. He placed a number of rectangular cards of various dimensions before his friends and asked them to select the one they thought most beautiful. Apparently, the golden section rectangle got the most votes. But... Most of the persons began by saying that it all depended on the application to be made of the figure, and on being told to disregard this, showed much hesitation in choosing Bosanquet history of aesthetic page three eighty two If they had been Greeks of the best period, they would have all gone with one accord for the golden section rectangle, nor have the geometers of beauty restricted their favors to the rectangle; some have favored the circle, some the square others the ellipse. And what about Hogarth's line of beauty? I last saw it affectionately alluded to in the advertisement of a corset manufacturer. So, evidently, Hogarth's idea has not been wasted. One sympathizes with Fetchner's friends, who said it all depended upon the application to be made to the figure. The art in a picture is generally to be looked for inside the frame. The Parthenon may have been planned on the square root of five divided by two rectangle, but you cannot evolve the Parthenon itself out of that vulgar fraction. Fetchner proceeded on the assumption that art is a physical fact and that its secret could be wrung out of it, as in any other physical inquiry, by observation and experiment, by induction from a sufficient number of facts. But when he came to have a theory of it, he found, like anybody else, that introspection was the only way and whatever rectangles Mr. Hambidge may discover in Greek works of art, he will not thereby have revealed the secret of Greek art. For rectangles are physical facts, when they are not mere abstractions, and art is not a physical fact, but a spiritual activity. It is in the mind of the artist, it is his vision, the expression of his intuition, and beauty is only another name for perfect expression. That, at any rate, is the famous intuition-expression theory, of benedetto croce which at present holds the field it is a theory which of course presents many difficulties to the popular mind what aesthetic theory does not but it covers the ground as none other does and comprehends all arts painting poetry music sculpture and the rest in one its main difficulty is its distinction between the aesthetic fact the artist's expression and the physical fact the externalization of the artist's expression the so-called work of art dr bosanquet has objected that this seems to leave out of account the influence on the artist's expression of his material his medium but croce i think has not overlooked that objection esthetica chapter thirteen end though many of us would be glad if he could devote some future paper in the critica to meeting it fairly and squarely anyhow aesthetics is not a branch of physics and the secret of art is not to be revealed by a whole euclid full of rectangles but it is of course an interesting fact that certain greeks and before them certain egyptians took certain rectangles as the basis of their designs rectangles which are also related to the average proportions of the human body and to certain botanical types if mr hambidge or his predecessors of whom sir theodore cook speaks have established this they have certainly put their fingers on an engaging convention who would have thought that the golden section that very ugly-looking sum of the square root of five plus one quantity divided by two could have had so much in it the builder of the great pyramid of giza knew all about it in forty seven hundred b c and the greeks of the age of pericles and then leonardo da vinci toyed with it it is really rather cavalier of Croce to dismiss this golden section along with Michelangelo's serpentine lines of beauty as the astrology of aesthetic. End of section 35